Welcome to Fides Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino, and I'm your host. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, Fides is Latin for faith and truth, and that's what we do on this show is talk about truth and talk about faith. Uh, thanks for being here. Uh, the great song that you're hearing in the background is my friend Frank Camp. You could find him on Spotify. Great song. This song is called Heaven Can Wait. But thanks for being here, and let's get right to it. Okay, welcome to another edition of Feed Ace Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino, and I am your host, and I'm here with talent on loan from Rush. Um, my guest today is to talk uh, here to talk about an, another issue that we've already talked about um, already, and that is uh, the Equality Act and, and religious freedom and things like that. And my guest is, is Lewis Brown. He's the executive director for Christ Medicus Foundation. He's also an attorney and uh, also has a lot of other credentials. So welcome, Lewis. Uh, thanks for having me on, uh, Jerry. Great to be with you. Blessing to be with you. Absolutely. Thanks so much. And I'm glad to have your, your knowledge, your experience and your wisdom. Um, you know, before we get started into some of the, the discussion on the Equality Act and, and quite frankly, things that could come from that, because there are also at a state level, a lot of things of this nature already out there. Um, do me a favor and just give me a little bit of your background. I had mentioned that you're an attorney and, uh, you, you know, I think I think just you know, the, just the basics of your background, your experience of what you've done to, you know, just show the credibility and the knowledge that you have on this topic. Sure. Yeah. So, um, uh, I'm originally from Michigan and, um, I, uh, went to law school, uh, and have been an attorney for about 14 years. Um, I've had the gift and blessing of, uh, lobbying on various matters for, uh, the Catholic Church uh, through a state uh, Catholic conference uh, and working on various po public policies representing the uh, pro-life pro uh, interest of, uh, of the Catholic Church in that state through that state Catholic conference. I've also uh, worked as a congressional staffer for an excellent uh, Republican uh, congressman uh, from the state of California and worked on many issues for him, including health care and was also his liaison to the uh, US House Committee on the Judiciary and had wonderful experiences there. Uh, have done a few years of private practice and later on also served uh, at the federal government uh, uh, in the executive branch, which was a wonderful experience. And at Christ Medicus Foundation, um, which has been uh, you know, perhaps the highest blessing in my professional life, um, we're a Catholic healthcare nonprofit that's dedicated to sharing the love of God uh, in healthcare, and we do that uh, through defending uh, and advocating for the right of conscience and religious freedom in healthcare, which is uh, absolutely vital to uh, the provision of healthcare for so many Americans, and where so much of our understanding of the need for public health comes from, which is that right to life and the dignity of the human person. So we do advocacy around conscience and religious freedom. Uh, we uh, also have a beautiful uh, pro-life healthcare option, CMF Curo, uh, which has members in uh, over 40 states uh, in the country, over 45 states in the country, uh, where people have a pro-life healthcare option to pay for the healthcare uh, of themselves and their families. Uh, and we also provide uh, strategic advice to pro-life uh, healthcare clinics, healthcare primary centers. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a real gift to build up the culture of life in healthcare uh, with a particular fo focus on the needs of uh, the materially impoverished and the vulnerable. So 
Uh, it's been a gift to work in healthcare, not all the last 14 years, but uh, much of it. Uh, and it's something that people so need. Uh, it, people need to experience the love of God through, uh, through their faith, but also through community. Uh, and having uh, Catholic uh, uh, physicians, medical students, having faith-based physicians, medical students, phys physicians assistants, therapists uh, that are loving the person uh, through their care, uh, whether it be psychological or physical uh, uh, medical care, is so important in our country right now. Yeah, it absolutely is. And, and, and you've, you've mentioned, obviously, you're coming at it very specifically from a Catholic perspective, which mm -hmm. is great. And, and, and we, we want all groups like that. But you're, you're really ultimately advocating for, for all religious beliefs in a, in a sense that, that we're advocating for the freedom and, and anyone that has the, their sort of religious uh, beliefs and ideologies and wants to be able to practice that without, uh, I guess, persecution or force. Uh, and I think that that's really, really great. So let's let's get it. You obviously have a ton of uh, knowledge and experience at so many levels. Let's talk about the Equality Act. And and this is a big issue right now. I had an attorney um, on for, from the group Alliance Defending Freedom uh, last week, and he talked about it a little bit more from a legal perspective. What are your thoughts on on what the Equality Act does if it's passed and, and the impact it will have not only on individual people in the medical profession, but also on patients? Sure. Um, I, I think with the Equality Act, um, uh, there's a few things to consider. I think the first thing is that um, uh, our American civil rights, uh, American civil rights law, the civil rights movement in the United States mm -hmm. um, is a, um, uh, it's a movement, it's a legal reality in our federal law and, and constitutional law uh, that's based on um, a the reality of the natural law, uh, that everyone has uh, a right to life and, and a right to freedom. Um, um, you know, every single person, every human person, um, based on their human dignity, which is given by God. And we see this in the Declaration of Independence, in which it says, as we, as, as we all know, uh, that we are endowed by our creator with the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and so that is the basis, the fundamental understanding, the fundamental basis, uh, really uh, one, I like to call it one of the pillars of all human and civil rights in the United States is uh, that right to life by virtue of each person's human dignity given by God. Mm -hmm. And we also understand, particularly as a Catholic, you know, I, 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 I celebrate uh, the right of, of all people um, in their faith, but I also think that there's one truth and I want every, you know, I'm a Catholic and I think uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing for everybody, right? And so, yeah. um, uh, but I think that we, we also know that each person is made in the image and likeness of God. And so therefore they are deserving of an owed love. They're owed uh, dignity. They have a right to that dignity. They're not, they're not just uh, owed uh, some type of, you know, one for one human justice, but this divine justice in which they're loved, they're cared for and all of that. And so that's absolutely vital for every single person. Mm -hmm. um, but that, that love that people should receive and that dignity that we uh, inculcate within our, country and within civil society needs to be based on the truth of things. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, really, unfortunately, the Equality Act, the problem with the Equality Act, uh, Jerry, is that it really undermines uh, the foundations of 
um, of uh, civil rights uh, in, in America um, by doing uh, what it's doing. Um, it is, you know, uh, it, it, it's important that we have no unjust discrimination against anyone. There should be no unjust discrimination uh, against anybody. And I'm a firm believer in the civil rights of every single person. But, but that understanding of civil rights has to be based on the, the truth of things. And so the, the Equality Act, it really undermines the, the true understanding of the human person by, in effect, redefining uh, the meaning of sex uh, and, and saying that's not based on the scientific biological reality of the human person, which just doesn't change and was true 20 years, 20,000 years ago and will be true 20,000 years from now. Yeah. Uh, so it departs from the, uh, the fundamental scientific biological reality of the human person uh, by, by saying that we can change and affect our, our sex, which, which we can't redefine it. It's something that's given and there's a reality, a scientific uh, biological reality there. Uh, that's number one. Number two uh, is that it would coerce uh, medical professionals, healthcare, in, in doing practices and uh, uh, providing services uh, that many of these medical professionals and healthcare entities believe to be unethical, uh, believe to be actually harmful for the patient, and uh, believe that these practices and services are uh, not in the best interest of the patient, uh, and also. Uh, uh, contrary to the medical judgment of, of that physician or of that healthcare entity. Uh, the third thing that the Equality Act does is it just shreds uh, religious freedom uh, across the board, but particularly in healthcare. Um, it, 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 you know, if the Equality Act were to pass uh, religious freedom, the right of conscience, right? The right of conscience, which is the right to think, to act, to live, to work, to love consistent with one's moral, religious, or ethical convictions, that right of religious freedom, that right of conscience that we all have, the most, you know, one of the most basic, you know, I would say the second and third pillar of our of all civil rights, the right to life, the right of conscience, the right of religious freedom, uh, is would be hanging by a thread. The right of conscience and religious freedom would be hanging by a thread should the Equality Act pass. Uh, it would uh, make it a civil right violation uh, to. Uh, decline to do uh, medical services that, uh, in certain cases, physicians or healthcare entities believe um, are actually unethical and harmful to patients, uh, and that is that is really bad. It's it's really bad for uh, freedom in the United States. It's really bad for um, patients in the United States. It's really bad for medical professionals and providers in the United States, um, and there are other there are other and better ways where we can advance. Uh, the uh, we can advance legitimate uh, concerns about uh, civil rights and human dignity uh, without undermining conscience, without undermining the truth of the human person, without undermining the biological and scientific reality of, of human existence. Uh, and so the, this legislation is very concerning. It's very challenging. Um, and we need to speak out about it. Yeah, no, I think that's it's very well put. And I think what's interesting is, as you were saying this, and I was kind of thinking and through and taking notes, is is that I don't think that the left is so much concerned about discrimination per se. They just want to discriminate against our side, right? I mean, so their remedy, so to speak, to you know people who are transgender, for example, being discriminated against—that's their their word, not mine—is to discriminate against our side in our ability to exercise our freedom over either religion or which what I think is, 
you know, can be a little bit missed, but you pointed out really well, it's also going against medicine. There are doctors, you know, who, who have a real legitimate concern about various medical treatment as to whether or not it works as, as to whether or not it's the right, you know, process to take a patient down, whatever it is based upon their knowledge, their experience, their expertise and so on. And that's at risk. They will be in a sense forced or subject to lawsuit if they don't comply with what the left says, right? What the law says versus, you know, what we're asking for is freedom, right? It just letting people exercise their freedom, whether it's based upon religion, based upon their medic medicine, um, or like you said, biological. I mean, I don't think, you know, we're sitting here arguing over, you know, men versus women. That's it. There's two, one or the other. And there are some that are saying that it's transitional and there's hundreds of genders. Um, how, how do we deal with that? I mean, you know, you were at, at the governmental level and, you know, obviously you have a lot of experience. You're an attorney, you know, once, how do we deal with this? How do we fight to stop this? And it, two, if it, if it ends up passing in the Senate, what do we do? Yeah, so I think I have a, a couple of thoughts there. Um, I think the first thing is it's important that however we come to it, we need to start from the proposition of love, right? Um, uh, Arthur Brooks talks about this. He used to be at the American Enterprise Institute. He um, is now a professor, I believe, at Harvard University. Um, and he has talked about um, the importance of understanding what it means to love and, and adding that vocabulary and, and the reality of love within civil discourse. And I think that's important. Um, for, those of, for those of us that believe in, uh, I believe in ordered proper understanding of civil rights, uh, for, for those of us who believe in, um, uh, in human dignity from, uh, as I do as particularly as a Catholic and person of faith from conception and natural death, I, I believe that we have an obligation, a moral obligation um, to love every single person. And so in the healthcare context, every person, uh, whether someone uh, is same-sex attracted, whether someone um, uh, is um, uh, struggles with their gender identity or, or uh, has uh, confusion in uh, their gender their, and their biological sex, mm -hmm. um, every person should receive medical care. Every, every person should um, be cared for um, uh, uh, and should be loved and cared for and ministered to uh, every single person. Um, and so that is absolutely fundamental. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to um, when it comes to uh, placing in the you know when it comes to grabbing the gender gender theory right, which is anti science, which is anti biology, and placing it within our civil rights laws, that's not that's just not the right way. Right. Um, uh, you know, you first of all. Gender theory totally disregards um, uh, it regard, disregards science. It disregards biology. Uh, it, it disregards uh, the the reality of of men and women, uh, and that's a problem. Uh, number one. Number two is that uh, the gender theory uh, also uh, I think is not it's not good for the human person. It, it you know whether one comes to that from an ethical standpoint or a moral standpoint or a scientific standpoint. Um, I, I think that there is a lot of research out there that, that's not biased, that shows that, uh, that 
um, gender theory uh, within the healthcare context is not good for its patients. And that is why a lot of um, medical professionals and healthcare entities have serious concerns um, about um, uh, gender transition services. Um, and to make something that is so at minimum controversial uh, and some uh, you know, procedures that are um, unethical um, and problematic in the minds of so many healthcare professionals and then say, well, if you don't provide them, uh, it's a civil rights violation and to essentially go all the way into saying that we're going to coerce you uh, into uh, providing these services that you think are unethical, that you think are bad for your patient, um, that's not how we do it in America. Um, our country is a country that is based on the dignity of the human person. It's also based on the truth of things. It's also based on, uh, uh, on the belief around freedom. And if you lose your right of conscience uh, as a medical professional, if you lose your right of conscience to an extent as a consumer, as a patient, uh, if you lose your religious freedom uh, and are coerced into going along with a uh, a social theory that is not true and that's not based on science or uh, based on biology and contrary to that, uh, we start losing our freedom all the way around uh, in the United States. And that's why I think the Equality Act is such a big problem. Uh, there should be no unjust discrimination against anyone. We must love and care for every single uh, person, no matter uh, how they identify, no matter who they're attracted to, uh, that's absolutely fundamental, and those people should be, uh, those folks should be loved and cared for, as everyone should be loved and cared for. But the Equality Act is not the right approach to, to get there, um, and it just has enormous problems for our country and for healthcare. Yeah, and, and it, it takes us down a, a dangerous road uh, for sure. Because if you know what's next, what's five years down the road from now, what's ten years, and so on. And but but you know, I I and we'll finish with with that because I I don't know how much better it can be said than that last segment that you talked about. Cause I think your, your point about no, this is not about discrimination or hatred. Like we think about the, you know, sort of the original uh, uh, anti-discrimination or civil rights laws, those, the behavior of people and laws at the time were based upon hatred um, you know, thinking people or, you know, pronouncing people as less than other people. Your points about saying all people should be loved regardless of what they, you know, their, their gender or their gendered confusion or who they're attracted to. No one is suggesting they should be thrown out on the street. We're saying it's just how they're taken care of with the goal in mind of helping right? There's no hatred. You know, I see hashtags every time someone maybe says, hey, I'm for traditional marriage. Someone responds and says, you know, hashtag stop the hate. There's no hate here. It, it's just our belief. So it's really awesome stuff. I, I, I feel like I can talk to you for hours and, uh, um, and, and I really appreciate you coming on and I, I would love to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jerry. Yeah, no, I appreciate you're talking about these tough issues. Yeah, my pleasure. It's, this is really great and a great perspective and love what you're doing. Um, again, uh, this is this has been Lewis Brown, Executive Director of the Christ Medicus uh, Foundation. A uh, lot of great experience and expertise in public and private sector in, re in regards to civil rights and, and uh, religious freedom and the like. So uh, appreciate you being on, Lewis. Thank, thanks thanks so much. Me.
Yeah, my pleasure. Anytime. And thank all of you for listening uh, to another episode of Fides podcast with Lewis Brown, executive director of Christ Medicus Foundation, as we talked about the uh, impact of the Equality Act. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon. I know.